0: Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church, Derby. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. We're going to be looking at Acts 17, continuing into our series. Uh, Last week, Rachel was bringing about Acts 16 and looking uh, of uh, how... Uh, how people were delivered, Um, it was um, how Christ delivers us, and so we want to be looking today how Paul, you know, although he was being persecuted with Silas and being put into jail, well, they're going to continue to proclaim the gospel. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we just thank you for this uh, morning. We thank you uh, for your scriptures and for your word, Uh, We pray that, Lord, you will enlighten our eyes, that you will give us understanding uh, so that we will be able to comprehend uh, the word that you want to bring to us this morning. Uh, Thank you, Lord, uh, that you open our eyes so that we may see uh, how your scriptures are useful, uh, fundamental, uh, as as it is a foundation uh, for our lives and everything that we do. Amen. And so we'll be reading the first uh, few uh, verses from chapter 17, from verse 1 to verse 15. Um, So now, when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them, and for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them from the scriptures explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, who I am proclaiming to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with a large number of the God-fearing Greeks, and a number of the leading women. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. And when they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, these men who have upset the world have come here also. And Jason has welcomed them. And they are all act contrary to the decree of Caesar, Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. They stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things And when they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed along with a number of prominent Greek women and men. But when the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul in Berea also, they came there as well, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul out to go as far as the sea, and Silas and Timothy remained there. Now those who escorted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him, As soon as possible, they left. Amen. And so we see how the scriptures um, and the teaching, the the Bible, was so uh, central uh, for the disciples. We see how Paul was even trying to convince them in verse 2, trying to reason with them uh, through the scriptures. And the scriptures is what we believe in. It is the rock uh, of our faith. It is the foundation of our faith. Uh, believing that it is God breathed, that God inspired man uh, to write uh, this scripture. We see that uh, on, a, on, on thousands of years, right, there was more than 40 men that were inspired to write the scriptures and how God uh, kept that word so that we can even read it uh, today. And when Paul was seeing the Jews, he wasn't reasoning with his wisdom or his intelligence or uh, even with his eloquence, but he was reasoning uh, with them from the scriptures. And I think this is so important. And we see that even Jesus uh, in Luke 24, when he's uh, with the disciples uh, on the road of Emmaus, and he's uh, telling them in verse 25, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the thing concerning himself. Even Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he was showing how he was in the scriptures already. He was in, the, in Moses, in uh, the, the first five books of the Bible, uh, the Pentateuch. It's also called the Pentateuch. And you see how in those books, Jesus is already uh, there. And in the prophets, we see how Jesus is there. And Jesus used those scriptures to um, speak of himself. Uh, to the disciples. And later on as well, he comes and he uses the law of Moses, the prophet, the psalms um, to show the disciples just before he's taken up into heaven that that he was there in the scriptures. In uh, verse 44, it says, And now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophet and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opens their minds to understand the scriptures. Amen. Well, we need Jesus to open our mind. He is the key. If we don't, if there's some scriptures that we don't understand, we want to be coming to Jesus, asking him, open our minds that I may understand your word. We see how the same prophet Psalms and um, Law of Moses that the Pharisees were reading, they didn't understand, but... For the disciples, he opened their minds so that they would understand that the Jesus was the one that was prophesied, that was foretold, and that was in the scripture from the beginning. Pastor Rachel loves to read the scripture. Psalms 119 verse 18, Open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things from your law. May that be our prayer to God that as we read the scripture, he will open our mind. He will give us the revelation for us to understand his word. In Luke 16, there's this parable about the rich man and Lazarus. And the Lazarus goes into the paradise. And uh, the rich man goes into a place of torment, of fire. And he begs uh, Abraham... In chapter 16, verse 27 to 31, he says, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him uh, to my father's house, for I have five brothers in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. So here we're told Jesus is telling this parable and he's saying, if they don't believe in Moses and the prophets, in other words, if they're not listening to his law, if they're not listening to his word, they won't be persuaded, even if someone rose from the dead and came to tell them the gospel. And so the scriptures is uh, what draws our attention to Jesus. It is what convicts us uh, to believe in Jesus. In uh, 2 Peter uh, verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, uh, Peter says, This is now, beloved, the second letter I am writing to you in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. That you should remember the word spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. And so here Peter is bringing uh, the, the holy prophets um, and the Old Testament with the word that was spoken by the apostles uh, at the same time. And he's bringing them together. Uh, these scriptures together. And he reminds us, you know, I'm writing you in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the word spoken beforehand. We want to be remembering the word that God has given us. Uh, And we have that, the Bible, the Bible is there for us uh, to to meditate, uh, to plunge into, and to hold on to the words that are given to us there. Uh, in chapter two, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we're reminded that they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings. And so as they were listening to the, the, to the teaching, they were being built up. And they were doing this continually. And this is why uh, the Christians in Berea, in uh, chapter 17, verse 11, Acts 17, 11, Now, these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily so, um, daily to see whether these things were so. The Christians of Berea, they're an example for us to follow. They were going and checking the scriptures to see, well, Paul said this today. Is Paul saying what is written in the scripture? And they were che- checking on a daily basis. And I want to encourage us, you know, when we hear the word being spoken, whether it's messages on uh, YouTube or uh, different devices that we can be listening to, uh, whether it's uh, even I speaking to, uh, to us today, we want to be checking everything that is being said from the word of God. Is this what the word is telling me? Is this what the Bible is telling me? And the Christians in Berea were doing this. For Paul, who wrote 13 of the books in the New Testament, and they were checking, making sure that what he was saying was actually in the Scripture. Um, in 2 Timothy, in chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman. And so we want to be diligent to prove ourselves as a workman of God, who does not need to be ashamed but accurately handling the word of truth. We're called to uh, handle the word of truth accurately. And this was uh, the exhortation that Paul was giving to Timothy. But at the same time, it's this exhortation that that, that, that we want to all receive to accurately handle the word of truth. The scripture is good to examine, to test, to weigh the motives of the heart. In Hebrews 4.12, we're reminded that the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the hearts. Hebrews 4.12. It's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the hearts. I've been uh, speaking and encouraging uh, brethren in, in, in the past years, and uh, often we can hear how there is doubt. You know, does God really love me? Uh, does God really hear my prayers? Um, does God really forgive my sin? Am I still a Christian? Sometimes even people doubt about, are they still a Christian? You know, have I done something wrong? And this is all reasons why we need to plunge into the scriptures. I could tell them, you know, directly, yes, you're still a Christian. Or, uh, you know, maybe, uh, yes, God loves you. But this isn't sufficient uh, for them to hold on to. What we need is to hold on to the truth, to hold on to what the Bible says. And so that uh, our anchor can be in the word. And so uh, I remind what the Bible says, you know, in uh, Psalms 139, verse 14, that we are wonderfully and fearfully made uh, in John three sixteen that for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only son in, in Ephesians uh, 2 verse 10 that we are his workmanship. You know, we are the best part of what he has created. Uh, that if we confess in Romans 10 verse uh, 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 9 and 10 that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart uh, that we will be saved. Uh, that, we, that even in, uh, in Acts 16, it was told, you know, repent and be baptized and you will be saved. And so all of these scriptures that actually remind us, uh, that, that uh, comfort us into uh, in, in the doubts that we may have, they allow us to not anymore be, uh, be tossed uh, to and fro by the wind, but they allow us to be uh, looking uh, to Jesus and have our faith just steadfast, into him. Just settle down, anchor down. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you have any doubts, look at the word, read the word, and it will settle all of your doubts. Uh, in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, uh, it reminds us that from a childhood, uh, Paul is saying to Timothy, you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation. Uh, And it's in those writings, and this is why it is so important for us uh, to, to read the Bible. And I want to encourage us, make it a habit, make it a habit that you will go into the scriptures on a daily basis. You know, be like the Christians of Berea, but be noble minded, checking the scriptures, but reading them for, them for yourself. You know, going into the scriptures and seeing how God uh, how opens your mind, opens your eyes, so that you may see uh, his wonderful works, his wonderful law, and may understand it. All scripture is inspired by, by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. In other words, uh, as you go into the scripture, you will see that it will help you. It will teach you. It will reprove you. It will correct you. It will train you into righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. There is no more equipment that we need. It is just the Word of God. We just need the Word of God, the Bible. And as we have the Bible in our hearts, as we meditate upon His Word, we are uh, adequate, equipped for every good work. The teaching, the reproof, the correction, training for righteousness. We see the word protects us uh, from sin. In Matthew four, we're reminded how Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil after those 40 days of prayer and fasting, he used the word each time uh, to push back uh, the enemy. And so we, we need to have the word. Jesus showed us exactly what we need. As we learn his word, we will be able to push back all of those doub- uh, doubts and fiery darts that the enemy uh, wants to send us. In Psalms uh, 119, in verse 11, it says, Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. As we allow the word to be treasured in our hearts, We will, uh, it will protect us from sin because we'll treasure the word rather than treasuring sin. We'll treasure the word. And so we want to have it in our hearts. Let's keep the word in our heart. Let's make it our foundation. His word guides us. In Psalms 119, verse 105, he reminds us that the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Um, And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. It's wonderful. Jesus reminds us that he is the way. And in Psalms 119, we're reminded that this is the light uh, to our path. It's the lamp to our feet. Jesus was the word made flesh, right? He became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so, Jesus is what we need more. He is the way. Uh, So, the Word is the way. This is why it's important for us. Make it a habit. Try to read at least one scripture. If you're starting, you know, maybe you'll start by one scripture a day. Maybe you'll read five minutes a day. But try to make it a habit. As soon as you wake up or before you go to bed or when it's best. But every day, as soon as you get up or go to bed, you can read the scripture. Make sure that it's there before you so that you will remember. Put reminders on your phone to read the scripture at a certain time where you know that you have space for God and prioritize him uh, in your life so that you will be built up uh, in your faith. So we see uh, as well in Deuteronomy 8, uh, chapter 3, this is what Jesus actually answered in the first temptation when um, the devil wanted him to uh, to make... stones into bread. He said um, in Deuteronomy 8.3, it's reminded, he humbled you and let you hungry and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And so the word of God sustains us. It sustains us. It feeds us more than the bread that we can eat. It feeds us. And so we want to be um, um, taking that bread uh, on a daily basis uh, to make us stronger and to uh, to be able to resist from the attacks of the enemy. And it's as we read the word, as we meditate on it, that we will see that we will become stronger. Now it also tells us in James uh, 1.23 that the word of God is like a mirror. And so we're not just called to to read it and to understand it, uh, to um, be filled with knowledge about it. But we're actually called to do it, to apply it into our lives. And so as we hear the word and the commandments of God, we actually want to apply them, to be doing them in our everyday lives. It says it is like a mirror. And if we're not doing the word, we're like somebody that forgets his appearance after uh, he has looked at himself in the mirror. And so I want to encourage us, you know, read the word of God. You know, you might come in front of that mirror. You might read a few verses today. You might read a few verses tomorrow. You might read a few verses during the week. You Might look at it and might think, I've not changed so much, but keep on reading it. It's a good thing for you. It's life for you. Keep on reading it and see after a month how your life has changed. See after a year how your life has changed and uh, the the, the way that you have made from when you first started. So I want to encourage you, let the word sustain you. There's also this part where we see that actually the Jews reacted uh, to Paul's message. So there's those that reacted... Um, with uh, gladness and they were happy uh, of the word that they had uh, received and started believing uh, in Jesus. But there's others that were jealous and that actually started to persecute him. And so I want to encourage us that we also will be able to receive that word, understanding that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus wants to give us life and wants to give us uh, life more abundantly. And so I want to encourage you, you know, hold on to that life. Take that life. seize that life that God uh, wants to give you. And know Jesus through his word. You know, may it be a light on your path. You might think, I am lost. I'm in darkness. Jesus is the light that wants to uh, uh, highlight your path so that you will see where you are and where you need to go. He will be your guide. He will be your shepherd. He will be with you along the way. And we see further um, up in that chapter 17 that the the Greeks are going to be deciding different things. Um, Some of them uh, actually are going to be laughing at what Paul had presented to them as he was preaching the gospel to them. Uh, And he talks about, Uh, raising of the uh, the dead. Uh, When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer, but others said, you know, we shall hear you again another time. But uh, some joined him and believed. And so this morning, which kind are are you? Are you laughing this off saying, oh, I don't need the word of God. I don't need Jesus. Are you saying maybe you'll need him for another time or maybe you'll want to hear this for another time that right now you're too busy, you don't have time for Jesus? Or are you like the others and believing to what, uh, what the message, the message that has been announced? So I want to encourage you. The word of God will give you life. You know, accept it. Receive Jesus in your heart this morning and you will see all the great things that he has done for you. And so I just wanna pray uh, this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you allow our hearts to be turning to you. You allow our hearts um, to not be uh, troubled here and there by all of the minds, the thoughts uh, that we can have. Uh, Lord, the doubts that we can have. You allow, uh, Lord, our faith to be anchored uh, into your word. You allow uh, our foundation to be Jesus Christ, to be the word of God uh, into our life so that anything that we will build will be on your word. Allow us to be noble-minded uh, like the Christians of Berea who were checking to make sure that what they were hearing was actually in your word. Father, I pray that we will be uh, in that same mind to uh, Checking your scriptures, knowing your scriptures, meditating upon your scriptures, that we will be uh, like Timothy was exhorted to to be, uh, being able to to handle uh, the scriptures uh, correctly. Lord, I pray that uh, you will give us the strength to just look at your word and to uh, abide by it. Lord, maybe we've not been able uh, to uh, be constant. Uh, in the scriptures. Well, let us be again like the Christians of barrier who were checking the scriptures every day. Lord, let us be able to spend time in your word every day. Allow our hearts to be motivated. Allow our hearts to be set on fire for your word, to want to know your word and to hear your word and to meditate upon your word. Father, I pray as well um, that any that will say, you know, this Jesus, I've not heard about him, but I want to be saved. I want to follow him. That Lord, hearts will be changed. That hearts will be transformed. And that uh, Lord, uh, we will be able to see that promise that you have given us. So if that's you this morning, will you repeat this prayer with me? Father, I thank you for giving Jesus Christ, your son, I thank you for his sacrifice that he died on the cross for me. I ask for forgiveness for my sins. I repent from all of my wrong doings. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away all of my sins. I thank you for Jesus who makes me a new creation. I pray that I will now follow the way that he has set for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're new uh, to the church, it will be great uh, to have you uh, subscribe uh, and uh, just let us know who you are. Maybe you can leave a message in the chat. Maybe you can uh, click on click. Click on that link uh, for uh, the uh, new- newcomers. If you've decided this morning to give your life to Jesus, then I want to encourage you. You can also fill that form. We would love to connect with you. God bless you. Have a blessed day. We hope you feel blessed by the message you've just heard. For more information, please visit newlifedarby.org.uk and feel free to get in contact with us.